Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and welcome to another episode of But Why? But this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favorite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics by honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at county lines and I'm chatting to Danielle Marin. Danielle grew up in London with first generation immigrant parents. She was accepted into a grammar school, however her life changed completely after a brutal attack led her to involvement with gangs and drug crime. She later enrolled at university and graduated with a first. She has since advocated within the criminal justice system for many women, the hidden victims and participants of organised crime, and began her master's in 2021. Her book, Top Girl, is truly one of the best books I've read this year. In fact, it cost me an awful lot of sleep because I was staying up way, way, way past my bedtime reading it. I couldn't recommend it more. There we are, that's the excruciating bit. And also, having read your book, as I give that kind of bio for you, it really doesn't actually encapsulate anywhere near like the, the, the life that you've lived, even though it sounds a lot. Yeah, it's, it's literally long story, very short, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's just like things written in a few sentences. Yeah. You've been through some wild things. So we're going to be talking about county lines. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what that means, can you give us a, like, a, a kind of easy explanation of what that is? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, county lines is not something I ever heard. That's sort of what it's dubbed as by professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said I'm going cunt, country, cunch, OT, and it basically is when you are literally crossing county lines, so county borders, to leave your area and sell drugs in another area. And predominantly is that like moving from inner cities out into the countryside? Um, yes, I think that's what it is. I think now it might have changed slightly, but from what I knew it as is it was sort of Londoners leaving yeah. and going northeast, south or west out of London to yeah, find drugs in a countryside location. And what I found wild is that um well I mean there's so much that blew my mind, but but this is business. This is there is no um casual undertaking with this, is it? It's like these this is where we're gonna go, this is where we're gonna create a whole new load of business by getting drugs out into the community and, and creating a whole new yeah, load of customers. Yeah, I mean it's definitely organized like a workplace it's, mm. it's this isn't for fun you know you literally have shift patterns um and yeah it's quite taxing it's literally as you said earlier organized crime yeah it's and when so I don't know how to go about this how did you find yourself involved with it I guess is the the, the way into it um I mean there's so many factors that led me there and there's so many like red flags that I speak about in my book that sort of made me feel like that was the right thing to do at the time. Um, I mean, when I look back now, I think the main reason I got into it was because 
I wanted an escape. Um, I didn't necessarily get into it for for money or status at the start. I just wanted mm. to leave London, get out of that sort of area that I lived in, and also forget that my son had just been taken away from me. Mm. Um, so it was just something to keep my mind off that, and that's where it started. But I, you know, I can't deny that it, you know, the money side of it. And the North the state side of it did keep me there longer than I should have been, I suppose. One thing that stood out for me as well is when you're talking about getting a car mm. to go out to the country, that the the insurance company, you had contacts at the insurance company yeah. so that so that you weren't actually insured, but it would appear on the records that you did. Yeah. So like we it was called Link Insurance. Um and yeah, it was just literally someone in I, I don't even know I don't know the person personally. Yeah. Uh, he was just like a contact and he did that for for most people that I knew. Um, it was a quick and easy way to get around it if you had something like a driving ban, which at the time I, I did. And yeah, it's it's not foolproof at all. But I think when you're in that world and you know certain types of people, there's a link for everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what stood out for me is like... Yeah, I think it's something that really opened my eyes that there's there's literally a whole different, especially because I live in London, I live in Peckham actually, there's yeah. a whole different world going on that you might, that yeah, the average person walking down the street oh, has no idea 100%, about. 100 million percent. Like there's literally contacts in every organisation you can think of. Yeah, yeah. And would they they'd be making money out of those transactions? Yeah, of course. So yeah, the, they would put the insur the the money that we paid was to that person, not to the insurance company. Right. So, so that's a nice yeah, side and that was a hundred pounds a month. So if he was doing you know ten yeah. ten cars a month, it's quite a lot of money on top of his wage. So yeah, yeah, so he was probably a bit of admin and not much else. Yeah. So he they they definitely profit, but I mean that's that's why these things crop up because people are willing to pay to get around certain systems, I guess. Mm. And stop me if you don't want to talk about any of this, but there was also some like brutal attack and abuse of you in in the middle of all this, wasn't there? Um, Well, that happened prior. Uh, That was before I started going to country and potentially one of the triggers or one of the red Mm. flags, I guess, that happened early on. Um. Yeah, it was a horrific attack and I think it shaped my life for quite a while. And and again, you were really young when that happened, weren't you? Uh, I was 15 when that happened, yeah. So very, very young, too young to be around that sort of situation, basically, yeah. So, yeah, because I'm trying... for listeners, I'm trying to go back a few steps because you you were at school and then you got into a grammar school. Which was yeah. that out of London or was it just do you, was, that was kind of going a slightly away from your area, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was slightly out of my area. It was quite a while. Well, not quite a while. It was about forty minutes on the train. But obviously, I was the only person from my area that went to that school. And the other way around, no one in that school knew me. They didn't. I hadn't gone to primary school with these people, so when I arrived at this grammar school, they everyone had their friendship groups from primary school and I was sort of the outsider. And I looked different to them. My, I think, being raised with my mum, who obviously English wasn't her first language and things like that, I had some differences in culture as well, maybe, mm-hmm. in upbringing. 
and I just start I just didn't fit in I was an outsider and I there was a lot of uh cliques in that group like it was it was a girls school and as you can imagine there's a lot of bitchiness in girls schools so yeah it was really difficult for me and I think that is why I said okay that's fine you're not going to accept me so I'll go back to what I know and which is why I didn't engage with any real friends at school and started looking for my friendship group out of school and yeah, for, again, in the book, I like that you talk about this like transitional time because you kind of knew at that point that you wanted out. But as mm. you say, you, you, you can't just go, yeah, and, and I'm done. You even when you went back to dealing, it, it felt like you went into that with a different mindset um, yeah. in order to yeah. be, uh, hey, oh, trying to get to a different place, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I did it when like the first occasion when I was moved out of London was because literally I I didn't have I had my savings but I didn't have my flat I didn't have my car I didn't have anything and to survive on not a lot uh, I think I was getting about 300 pounds from universal credit which is we all know that's not a lot of money to live on so and all I knew how to do was what or the only thing I could do or I felt I could do was sell drugs so it wasn't to get back into it with both feet and be like, yep, I'm going to continue on my drug dealing career. No, it was purely because I felt trapped and I needed the money. So it was never going to be a long-term thing. It was literally just to get enough money to move into my own flat. For the listener, you came on, Mike, and I'm all over the shop. This girl looks put together. You look you look like you. you've got your shit together, even if you feel like you don't. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I pictured. I guess because you're 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 writing and I'm seeing things through your eyes, so quite often yeah. don't think about what what you look like in it. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you. I can't believe this stuff. When you read the book back for the first time, when you read the first manuscript, could, did it feel like your life, or were you just like, do you do you feel one step removed from it now? Um, well, I've, the confession I have to make is that I've not read it back to back, like no, cover to cover. I've not read it back since it's been like yeah. put together. So all I did was like editing each individual chapter yeah. and then sending it off. So yeah, I've not read it as a book um, because I guess I know how it the ends. Story. Like, you know the story. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's like there's that book and your story sits with me over and over again again as I say because I live in Peckham I'm just seeing the whole yeah. everything that's going on <laughs> on my doorstep in a yeah. slightly um in a different way and just wondering who's been pulled in what directions and what yeah and and what their journey is from there yeah. you know it's like people watching and just wondering where their life is taking yeah. them. I know. It's really interesting. It is. Interesting. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's, yeah, it's scary putting yourself out there, but the feedback I've got is, is really positive. So thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure.